This is the voice of Kurdistan and this is your boy Dilawi. Today we'll be talking about gender-based violence in the Kurdistan region of Iraq. I'm going to quickly give you a rundown of the stats. So according to the MOI and the Middle Eastern Research Institute, MIRI, there were 5,000 cases of violence against women in 2013. More than 10% of those reported cases were victims who have lost their life. Over 300 cases dealt with women burned to death. So why are these stats important? A lot of people, like me, go around in Erbil saying, I've never seen someone get hit in the face. I don't see gender-based violence at all. But you have to understand, gender-based violence happens in the home. You might know a lot of people around you that actually suffer from gender-based violence but never share it. And the people that do report it, it's not gonna be posted on social media, so you'll never find out. And maybe gender-based violence doesn't happen in your social circles, but it does happen in Kurdistan and we need to put a stop to it. Okay, so now we have to understand, is the government to blame? So in 2011, the Kurdish parliament passed a law, number eight in 2011, against domestic violence in the Kurdistan region. The act provides a legal basis for a wide variety of violent acts that are prosecuted as a crime. Such violent acts include, among others, forced marriage, marriage of minors, FGM, forcing family members to leave employment, suicide due to domestic violence. I did not know that forcing a family member to leave employment is actually a law. You're not allowed to do that, which is good. Hitting children and family members. Domestic violence law is valid only in the KRI, which is the Kurdistan region of Iraq. A violent act that results in murder, such as an honor killing, is regulated with Iraqi Penal Code number 111 in the year 1969. This article of the Penal Code provides a mediated sentence in relation to honor killing. So people that do honor killings might get as low as one year in prison. This was suspended in the KRI, Kurdistan region of Iraq, in 2000, which is good news. The Kurdistan regional government established the Directorate of Combating Violence Against Women, DCVAW, as a directorate under the Minister of Interior and the wing of the KRG police, where women could report violence committed against them. As the DCVAW realized that the problem was huge, they opened sub-offices. So there's many sub-offices of the DCVAW. Their name's not cool, but what they do is really cool. There's a shelter in each of the big cities in the Kurdistan region of Iraq. Erbil, Semaniyeh, and Duhok. These shelters are run by the KRG authorities and the DCVAW. The capacity of each center is approximately 20 to 40 women at a time. In Semaniyeh, there is also a privately managed shelter. The DCVAW said generally cases are solved within six months. So with all these laws, I don't think we can blame the Kurdistan government for what's happening. So who can we blame? Well, that's a very easy question to answer. In a way, everyone believes the same thing, and that is society. When society puts down women, women feel like they don't have power. And when you don't empower your women, your women feel weak. And when they are weak, they allow themselves to be manhandled. They allow themselves to be hit by men on a regular basis, which is crazy to start off with. It's also mixed schools. The fact that there isn't enough mixed schools in the KRG teaches people that women and men are different. They're not the same thing. And by teaching people that, once they get into university and they finally start talking to women, it's seen as a taboo. And then slowly, slowly, they see these women as objects, not their sisters, not friends. They see them as objects. And slowly, slowly, when they get married, they treat them as such. And it's weird that with gender-based violence, the rates are actually higher in cities than in villages. So this is something that's unseen in the rest of the world. In the Kurdistan region of Iraq, you go to villages, women are seen as equals as men. And you come into cities, that's where women are put down, forced to stay at home, not allowed to work, 
are hit. But when you go to these villages, I'm sure gender-based violence does also occur in villages, but it's a lot less than what happens in the city. What this teaches us is this isn't our culture. Gender-based violence isn't part of our culture. It's part of what we've learned over time with being affected by the greater Middle East. So now the question is, what do we do now? How do we stop gender-based violence? First of all, let's start off with it's almost impossible to stop. So unfortunately, this is always going to happen. Gender-based violence happens all across the world and it continues to happen. What we can do is make it less common for gender-based violence to occur. Although there's no official stats, but I feel as though gender-based violence is slowly decreasing in the Kurdistan region. The most important thing that people can do is stop victim shaming. If someone is a victim of gender-based violence, it's not their fault. So we need to always understand that gender-based violence is not about saying, hey, you did this, he hit you, don't do this next time and he won't hit you. That's horrible and as a people we should not accept that at all. If you hit your wife or if you hit your girlfriend, you're a horrible person, period, no matter what she did. Thanks for listening, this is your boy Dilawi and I'm out.